It would be great for families to learn more about the different trials that are going on and the different um, types of research that patients can participate in. Covering the aspects of mental health and you know, letting them know that there is support and that they're not alone and you know, that there's definitely resources for that. It's, it's a big thing. I would love to hear more about transition from pediatric to adult care. Maybe a podcast just about resources. Better avenues for information as opposed to Dr. Google. Welcome to a new podcast from CARA, the Childhood Arthritis and Rheumatology Research Alliance. We are doctors, researchers, and patients, all working together to prevent, treat, and cure pediatric rheumatic disease. In each episode, we will interview a member of the CARA community to hear research updates, explore new ideas, and learn how we can all work to create a world free of limitations for children with autoimmune and autoinflammatory disease. I'm your host, Claudette Johnson, and this is the CARA Podcast. This spring, I made my way to New Orleans for the annual CARA Conference. After many beignets and some jazz in the park, I roamed the conference with my phone to ask a simple question. What topics would you like us to cover in this new podcast? We heard from patients like me, as well as their families, doctors, and researchers. Taking all of these ideas on board, we thought for this first episode, it would be good to start at the beginning. What is CARA? What is this organization all about? What are its goals? And how can patients and their families contribute to its mission? With this in mind, we reached out to Dr. Yukiko Kimura, the Division Chief of Childhood Rheumatology at Joseph M. Sinzari's Children's Hospital in Hackensack, New Jersey. Dr. Kimura treats children, teens, and young adults with arthritis, lupus, vasculitis, JDM, and other diseases, all while conducting clinical research. And in 2002, Dr. Kimura helped found CARA. Dr. Kimura, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me to, to come talk to you. So take me back to when you first graduated medical school. What did pediatric rheumatology look like then? Well, actually, pediatric rheumatology was in a pretty sad state when I graduated. Actually, when I, this is even further down the line, when I graduated from medical school and then did my residency and, and then finished my fellowship in pediatric rheumatology, you know, it was actually an exciting time and also kind of a very uh, desperate time for pediatric rheumatology because, you know, we were uh, starting to get access to new uh, medications that were really about to change how pediatric rheumatology patients were, being, were going to be treated, but we really needed to do research in children about these medications and about our diseases. At the same time, our specialty was really in a lot of trouble. This was in the late 1990s, and you know, less than half of, the, of pediatric rheumatology patients were being cared for by a pediatric rheumatologist. The rest were being cared for by their pediatricians, by their internists, family doctors, and adult rheumatologists, so they weren't getting optimal care. And at the same time as that, we were really not expanding as a specialty. So in order to expand as a specialty, we have to train more people to become pediatric rheumatologists through a special training program after they do pediatric residency training. They have to go through pediatric rheumatology fellowship training. And believe it or not, at that time, less than 10 fellows a year were graduating. 
you know, across the whole of the United States. And we, we had a lot of questions, but we didn't have enough people or, you know, manpower to see the patients and to answer these questions. And it was really hard to do research. Now, this wasn't that long ago. Why do you think that the field was so small? The field is still pretty small, and we still need more uh, pediatric rheumatologists. But um, I think at the time, uh, it was even more dire just because there was so little exposure to pediatric rheumatology in medical school and in residencies to get people interested in, in pediatric rheumatology. You had to have you know, people who were practicing pediatric rheumatology so they could see the kind of work that we do and to understand the diseases and to be able to care for patients with pediatric rheumatology diseases. So the fewer there are, I mean, at that time, I think more than a third of medical schools in the United States didn't have one pediatric rheumatologist on their faculty. So if you don't get exposed to it, you know, you, you don't get interested in it, right? So that was part of the problem. Why did you personally want to go into this field of medicine? Um, Well, that's a good question. I became interested in actually rheumatology when I was a medical student because I was exposed to some really interesting and wonderful patients uh, who were very difficult to diagnose when I was going through my medicine training and pediatric training. And I thought that it was just, you know, kind of a fascinating specialty where, you know, you could really help uh, people with diseases that, you know, most other doctors didn't understand and didn't understand how to treat. And I, I was lucky enough when I was doing my pediatric training in residency after medical school to be at a place where there was, you know, one of the pioneers in pediatric rheumatology, whose name was Jerry Jacobs who exposed me to this wonderful world of pediatric rheumatology. And I thought, how great would it be to be able to provide care and to be able to help kids with these diseases? Because at that time, nobody really knew what to do. Let's talk the beginning of CARA. You're one of the founders of this organization. Why do you think we needed CARA? What was your goal for the organization as a whole? Well, like I said, I think a big reason for CARA starting was that we really had, as pediatric rheumatologists, we really had a lot of questions about our diseases that, and also how to treat them well and how to achieve the best outcomes for um, our patients. And, you know, the diseases are pretty rare in and of itself. And so when you are at one center, even if you have a lot of pediatric rheumatologists there, you don't really see enough patients in any one place to be able to have enough of a core of patients that you can get meaningful information and data from. So although there were some studies that were being done in pediatric rheumatology at the time, they were really just focused on um, getting medications approved for use in um, pediatrics, uh, specifically in JIA. And it was sponsored by you know, a pharmaceutical company who was trying to get this uh, on the market. These were very important studies that were being conducted and the Pediatric Rheumatology Collaborative Study Group or PRCSG was a research network that was 
really working with companies to do these. But, you know, the uh, pediatric rheumatologists all around the country realize that there are so many other questions that really we, we need to answer, but no way to answer them because it was so hard to do research and that we needed to come together as a, a group and collaborate with each other to be able to do research so that, you know, we could put all of our patients together in one big database, so to speak, so that we were able to think about the questions and try to answer them and get funding for it. So that so, was one one of the big reasons why. You know, so you up. wanted to create a community where information about treatments and outcomes among these rare patients can be shared. So yeah, more sharing is important, but also that we actually work together to, you know, say, you know, these are the important questions that we want to answer and how do we answer them? What are the kinds of research studies that we need to do and how do we get the funding to be able to answer these questions? That That's kind of why um, Karas started, that we needed to put together a network that many pediatric rheumatology centers could participate in and that we would be able to do research together to answer our questions. Let's shift to 2023. How would you describe the organization's current mission? So the mission of CARA is to do collaborative research to prevent, treat, and cure pediatric rheumatic diseases. So that's kind of a broad overview of what CARA is trying to do. We are really a research organization that is focused on understanding all the different pediatric rheumatic diseases and understanding you know, why they exist, how to treat them the best way, and eventually how to cure them. How far is CARA's reach? I understand it's international? Well, we are a research organization that really is based in the United States and Canada. So we have over, you know, 120 sites and virtually all the pediatric rheumatologists in the United States and in Canada are members. We also have a a site in Israel and we are collaborating with other pediatric rheumatology organizations, research organizations internationally to do research together now. And actually, we're very excited that we have a new research project called Smart JIA, which was just funded by PCORI, in which we're going to do just that. Actually, CARA, we're going to have sites in CARA, and we're also collaborating with the Pediatric Rheumatology European Society called PRESS and also PRINTO, which is a Pediatric Rheumatology International Trials Organization, to enroll patients from all over the world to answer questions about how to treat JIA optimally. Do you still feel that your initial goals for CARA are coming to fruition, or are there any big challenges that you're facing making this goal come? Well, there's always challenges, but CARA has really progressed really incredibly quickly over, I would say, the last 10 years or so. I mean, we we started as an organization that didn't have any funding, really, to, to do research, we did get some infrastructure funding from the Arthritis Foundation and the WASI Foundation and the National Institutes of Health gave us money 
to do some, to put meetings together so that we could talk about our research. But from there, from, you know, about 10 years ago on, we've really grown tremendously so that we're, we have a registry now that has over 13,000 patients in it from which we're learning so much and through which we're conducting many types of research studies from just, you know, what we call observational research, where we just, you know, look at data that we collect from all the patients that we see in our clinics to doing what we call interventional research, where we, you know, actually treat patients in novel ways to see whether it can be helpful to doing translational research in which we collect samples from those the patients that we treat and, you know, look for things like biomarkers or genetic markers that can help us answer some of the questions that we have. So we've spoken a lot about the past and the present, but for the future, where do you, what are you most excited about where research today in pediatric rheumatology is heading? I think that you know, there's a lot of new directions in pediatric rheumatology research. I'm really excited about the fact that we are now able to work together as a global community. We talked initially about how, you know, we were so limited in terms of research because we didn't have enough patients at any individual site or center to making it a North America-wide effort. And now we're able to collaborate globally with pediatric rheumatologists around the world. And I think that that is incredibly exciting and really the way that we need to go to be able to help our patients the most. The other thing I think that CARA really has brought to the forefront that is really important is that we need to really engage patients and their families in our research effort. That is something that that really has become embedded within CARA. We need patients and families to guide us towards the questions that we need to ask and that are important to them because that is the point of our research, right? Is to to improve the lives of the patients that we take care of. And I'm really proud that, you know, CARA really has led the way in pediatric rheumatology research, making sure that patients are involved in every aspect of the research that we do, from conceptualizing our research projects with the questions that that they have, and that we involve patients at the point of meeting just, you know, conceptually about these research questions at CARA disease research committee meetings and work group meetings. And we also involve them at the time that we actually put in funding applications and writing the funding applications, and as well as when the protocols are developed and when we operationalize the study and we try to recruit patients into the study, you know, I think patient partners are involved every step of the way, and it is critical um, to the success of uh, research um, to be able to do that. So that's uh, uh, something that I'm really proud of. Um, that CARA does. What is the one thing that you want patients to take away from CARA that you can tell them that this can help make a difference in their lives? Well, I think that the message is, actually, there's a video about this, um, that research is hope, right? It's hope for your child, hope for you, 
that research will make everyone's lives better and get towards our goal of being able to cure the diseases, right, that we, we take care of. And we want patients and their families to partner with us every step of the way because that is how we achieve our goals together and faster. Dr. Kamara, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. So I just wanted to ask one more bonus question. <laughs> what is something that you love to do when you are not working? Oh, uh, I like to do a lot of things when I'm not working. Um, and a lot of times I don't have time to do them all. But one thing I always want to make sure I have time for is cooking. Actually, I love I love cooking. I love food and learning about foods from, you know, all over the world. And I, I enjoy making food for, you know, myself and my family and my friends. So I try to make time to do that as much as I can. And my daughter became a food writer and editor. <laughs> my son is a doctor, but he still also likes to cook a lot. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. The Care Podcast wants to hear from you. If you have a topic for an upcoming episode, head over to our podcast page on the CARE website and leave us a message through a SpeakPipe link. We might play your voice on a future show, and we'll do our best to answer your questions. Finally, we encourage you to share the CARE podcast with friends, patients, and anyone else interested in learning more about the incredible work of the CARE community, dedicated to creating a world free of limitations for children with rheumatic disease. This podcast is produced and edited by Emily Newen. Our music is by Jonathan M. Horner. Thanks for listening.